This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is The Drop Podcast and I am your host, Lance DeScott. This has been a very strange year for the Blues. They've played 15 games as of this game against the Wild. Out of those 15 games, six of them have went to overtime or a shootout. That is just crazy this early in the season. I can't remember a season like this where there were this many close games that went to overtime and shootouts. But the Blues have come out on top in most of those situations. This game against the Wild, it was a fun game to watch. It was a very strange game, some strange bounces off the boards, a strange shot that somehow got past Jake Allen. It just had this eerie feeling to it the whole game. The Wild really came out playing very well, and it led to this goal to put the Wild up one to nothing. Allen has mishandled a couple of pucks here in the opening minutes. He's made only two starts this season for the Blues. Spurgeon, tipped by Bellino, they score! That's exactly what you want to have happen if you're playing against a goaltender that has not seen a whole lot of action. You want to try to get as many pucks into his feet as you can. Shot deflection, an outstanding look here by Jared Spurgeon, who we've seen him make this play many, many times. Little shot pass. Marcus Foligno was able to get his stick on the puck, and Jake Allen was a little bit deep in his net. Jake Allen was deep in the net, but to be honest with you, that had nothing to do with this getting past him. It was a great deflection right in front of him, and it's very hard to make those saves on deflections like that. Now, if it's deflected 15, 20 feet out, it's much easier to change your angle and make an adjustment on that shot. But when a guy's right in front of you like that and tips it, it is hard to make that save. That goal was Marcus Foligno's second of the season. Spurgeon gets his fifth assist. Eric Sinek gets his second assist. Just two minutes, 26 seconds in, the Wild are up one to nothing. And at this point, I really thought the Blues were standing around a lot. They were not moving their feet. They were not taking the man. And they just looked slow. But a guy that normally doesn't look slow, he doesn't really have great speed, but he's got pretty good speed. Mackenzie McEachern, due to his hard work, would get the Blues back in this game to tie it up at one each, just about a minute and a half after Felino's goal. Here's Pareko again. And a drive. That's blocked in front by Dumba. Kept in by Pareko. Now centered, and a shot by McEachern, and he scores! He knocked it out of midair like a baseball player, and it's tied at one. And the Sunquist line continues their play from last night where they were excellent. They were the most consistent line, and Mackenzie McEachern gets his first. He had a couple of great chances that we showed you in the open. And it was an interesting play in front of the net where Ivan Barbashev absolutely got drilled in front of the net before that. And he looked around like, well, what the heck just happened? I didn't have the puck. But here the shot was blocked. He forces it in front. The puck goes up. And with the backhand part of his blade, Mackenzie McEachern knocks it out. Devin Dubna, he knocks it in the net. Franco takes the initial shot. It's blocked. The Blues have it. They pass it to McEachern in front of the goal. He takes his shot. Dubnik makes the save. 
The puck goes up in the air. Dubnik cannot control it. McEachern hits it. It's heading into the net, but it's quite possible it could have landed in front of the goal line. However, Dubnik takes his glove to try to hit it away, and he's the one that actually hits it into the net right behind him. McEachern gave the great effort, hit it out of midair, but man, Dubnik was the one that put that puck in. That goal by McEachern would be his first of the year. Barbashev gets his fourth assist. Pareko gets his seventh assist four minutes in. But the Blues were not done in this first period. It was a back and forth first period. However, 14 minutes, 25 seconds in, Carl Gunnarsson, instead of staying out on the point and defending, he comes right into the net, gets the puck, and just smashes it past Dubnik to make it 2-1. to one. And then for Blake. And he waits. Gunnarsson down low. Lost it, picked up by O'Reilly, back to Gunnarsson, shoots, he scores! Boom, boom, Gunnarsson gets it in, and the Blues have taken a 2-1 to lead. Boom, boom, Gunnarsson left his point position, Sammy Blade took it over, and instead of retreating and going back, as the Blues fans cheer on here, he just hunkered down on the goal line. And Gunnarsson stays behind the net, looked like Bobby Orr wearing that number four. It's a little give and go, and Sammy Blade has a couple of options, but he plays it down low, and Gunnarsson looks, waits, nothing there, hold on to the puck. Goes for a little wraparound as he gets the puck back from Ryan O'Reilly, and somehow this ends up in the net. O'Reilly with the pass. Oh, the goaltender might have got stuck on one side. It might have glanced off the stick. Some great crisp passing. Gunnarsson to Blay. Blay to Gunnarsson. Gunnarsson to O'Reilly. O'Reilly back to Gunnarsson. Gunnarsson just walks in front of the net. Nobody's really putting pressure on him. He takes the shot, even though the goalie's right up against the post and somehow it gets in and the Blues are up 2-1. to one. That goal by Gunnarsson would be his first of the year. O'Reilly gets his 12th assist, 14 minutes, 25 seconds in. The Blues are up 2-1. to one. That's the way the first period would end. As I stated in the first part of the period, the Blues were standing around a lot. The Wild were really taking the play to them. Jake Allen had to be pretty good in that first period. Minnesota outshot the Blues 10-6. to six. Heading into the second period, I thought the Blues were outplayed a little bit, but it all started with just a terrible goal. A lot of people aren't sure how this got past Jake Allen, but Kevin Fiala, on a very weak shot, knots this one up at two each, just around a minute into the second period. And this is what happens a lot of times the second time around. Fiala scores! He turned and threw it at the net from just inside the line. And we talked about early in the game about Jake Allen, how he does not look sharp at all. This is only his third start of the season. That has to feel good if you're Kevin Fiala. It'll be interesting to see how his confidence with the puck takes off. That should have been a penalty there. I have no idea. Well, the referee was looking right at it. Kevin Fiala just throws the puck to the net. Looks like it goes right through Miko Koivu's legs. And Jake Allen has absolutely no clue where this puck is. The Wild get the puck off the faceoff. Miko Koivu is taken down by Oscar Sundquist, and I do agree there should have been a penalty on it. Fiala just takes the shot, puts it towards the net. I think Jake Allen was blocked by Sundquist and Miko Koivu, but, you know, there's no excuse. You've got to be prepared for that type of shot, and we are knotted up at two each. The goal by Fiala be his first of the year. Brodin gets his third assist. Parisi gets his first assist, and we have another very close back-and-forth game. Minnesota would get a power play just a couple minutes later, and the former Ranger and Dallas star Matt Zuccarello gets his second goal of the year to give Minnesota the lead. Hunt able to knock it down. 
Gallon looked like he was doing the breaststroke for about 35 seconds in the paint there, the way the Minnesota Wild were moving the puck around on the power play. And again, we talk about high percentage plays when you get an assist scenario like this. When you get down a man and you got a guy that loses their stick like that, you don't want to just risk pucks in from the blue line. You want to try to take advantage of this, tire them out as much as you can. And the Minnesota Wild did exactly that. Great look by Eric Stahl. He could have thrown that over to Zach Parisi too. He had two different choices over there and he chooses Zuccarello and that was the right door. Minnesota Wilder up 3-2. Now a lot of people are just loving to blame this goal on Jake Allen. Most people out there are telling me that two of the goals out of the three were Jake Allen's fault. Well, that's not true. The first goal was deflected very close to him. This one is mostly on Colton Pareko. Colton Pareko cheated to the stick side of Allen because he was wanting to get closer to Stahl. But Stahl gets a great pass over to Zuccarello on Jake Allen's glove side, and he puts it in basically half of an empty net. That's not on Jake Allen. He was in the position he was in because he had to be. Stahl had the puck, and he had to protect his stick side post. Pareko must do a better job in covering that side of the ice where Matt Zuccarello was. That would be Zuccarello's second goal of the year. Stahl gets his sixth assist. Brad Hunt gets his fourth assist, 3-2, to two, heading out of the second period. In that second period, the Blues actually outshot the Wild 12-6. to six. Heading into the third period, the Blues would outshoot Minnesota 10-7, to seven, and they would get the only goal of that period from Sammy Blay. And then Blay a big hit. Trying to jam it free. He goes tumbling down. Bozak with it. Now for Blay in front. He scores! Blay gets it under the pad of Dubnik, and Sammy Blay has tied the game at three. That's a determined effort right there. Looked at first like he might have got away with one. The Wild not happy with that play. And Sammy Blay ends up taking down his man behind the net to the left of Devin Dubnik. Bruce Boudreaux is looking at the jumbotron and can't believe it. And the hit in, in front first by Falk. And then Luke Cunning there gets, oh boy, gets tripped up by Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay may, maybe didn't make it look bad because he fell as well. Cunning obviously upset with that. And wouldn't you know it, in this game of strange bounces, it ends up going in the net for the Blues, and they've tied this game up. Some great hits behind the net by Justin Falk and Sammy Blay. The puck comes loose. Sammy Blay's chasing a wild player, ends up tripping him up, and in all honesty, guys, it probably should have been a penalty. I think the reason the ref didn't call it is because they were both going for the puck and they both fell down. He gets the puck, ends up going towards the net, and he jams it past Dubnik to tie this one up at three each. That goal by Blay would be his fifth of the year. Bozak would get his sixth assist. Falk would get his fifth assist. Six minutes, five seconds into the third. That's the way regulation would end. The Blues outshot the Wild 10-7 to in that period, and we're headed to overtime. David Perron's been a hero this year in overtime, and I guess Ryan O'Reilly thought, hey, it's my turn to be the hero, and he was. He gets the fourth goal of the game, his fourth of the year, to give the Blues a 4-3 to three win. Yeah, I'm going to go back with that original threesome there, Petrangelo, Perron, and O'Reilly. And here comes ROR. He walks in with a move and a shot, and he scores! O'Reilly wins it for the Blues! It ends a wild night here in St. Paul! What a shot! You could tell with that first stutter step move. It was clean and crisp. He just came off the bench on a line change. He had fresh legs. Three other units went out there. And just that little maneuver there to give him free himself up as a left-hand shot in the middle of the ice. And boy, is he good at snapping that puck high over the blocker side. 
Just incredible move. Gains his own now to the right. Oh, back to the left. Now he's wide open, and goalies can't read that puck coming off his stick. He rolls this over once he gets into the zone, and then right here with the left, great play. What a shot. O'Reilly just takes it upon himself to take the puck. He even skates back into the blue zone, brings it over the blue line, over the center line, over the Wilds blue line, walks right in. Beautiful wrist shot. It beats Devin Dubnik, and the Blues win this one 4-3. As I stated, that was O'Reilly's fourth goal of the year. Thomas, who I thought had a strong game, gets his first assist of the year. Dunn gets his third assist. What a big win for the Blues. Let's head to the stats of the game. The Blues outshot the Wild 29-23. The Wild dominated the faceoff circle 61% to 39%. The Wild were 1-2 for two on the power play. The Blues were 0-3. for three. The Wild out hit the Blues 21-13. to 13. They outblocked the Blues 17-12. to 12. The Blues had six giveaways to the Wilds five. Let's head to the postgame interviews. We're going to hear from Jake Allen, Ryan O'Reilly on his big overtime goal, and of course, Coach Craig Berube. What was it like out there tonight? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure the exact number of games, but you know, at the start of the year, we we lost, I think, three in a row in overtime or shootout, and now, fortunate enough, we've been on the, the other side of a few of them, and uh, guys doing a great job. Obviously, O'Reilly Perry out there in overtime are doing their thing, and uh, you know, it wasn't pretty at times tonight, but I thought in the third period we really showed uh, our true colors and battled back in the game, and that's uh, a big win for us going on this long trip. That's third time this season you've come back from a two-goal deficit too, so that shows some resilience. Yeah, you know, guys are stepping up here. It's uh, We're finding ways to win. You know, it's uh, it's not pretty all the time right now. Um, even probably last night's game, there's bits and pieces where uh, Columbus uh, took it to us, but we just stick with our game and find ways, chip away at it, and get some greasy goals. And uh, if it takes overtime, it takes overtime. It like the game kind of shifted after the goal was overturned. Quite lose. I mean, did you feel that as well? That you kind of also got this momentum. Yeah, you need some. You need some of those breaks in during the season. Sometimes they don't go your way. Sometimes they do. And um, you know, fortunate enough for that, uh, it went our way. We had one that disallowed against them last game. So it's uh, it goes back and forth, and uh, we're fortunate. Yeah, it definitely was nice to contribute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just caught him in a break, and obviously a big goal when he did that. It was obviously it wasn't a perfect game by any means. Um, Touchy played very well tonight, and we didn't help him on enough. But obviously a couple good breaks, and we found a way to win. And that's uh, important two points, but obviously a lot of things to uh, you know, a lot of adjustments we need to make going forward. Can you take us through the goal? You said you, you, you caught him in a change, change. Did you want to just try to push it up when you saw that? When they were uh, well, once, uh, once I got the puck there, I saw they're kind of tired and you can see they're waiting on our change. So I just kind of had a little chance to build some speed and then attack. And then, um, yeah, when you, that's what you're looking for, catching, catching the team flat-footed or catching their three guys flat-footed. And then I said speed was able to kind of get to the inside. And when you're in that spot, it's a, obviously a perfect area to shoot the puck. And it's nice to, to score, obviously. Were you picking a particular spot or...? Uh, uh, you know, just get to that middle, and that, that was just kind of I think the best option for myself. Just kind of for the way the puck was loading and the way the movement was. Um, yeah, I just felt that was the most open, open shot. I felt, I felt like there was an apparent shift after you guys won that coach's challenge. Did you guys feel that, knowing that the game kept closer than? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was a huge turning point. Um, yeah, obviously a big, uh, you know, you know, call goes our way, and that's that's massive. We needed that, and you could see we kind of started to kind of unfold and kind of frustrated them a bit, and. And we got the momentum back and started to build our game a bit better. So it was, you know, it's something we took advantage of and a huge reason why we won. Said you guys, uh, partly because of what you went through last year, 
are comfortable in these uh, high-pressure situations. Do you think that's the that's the case? Yeah, I think you know, going through the playoffs, and uh, you know, there's a lot of high-pressure situations, obviously there. And I mean, we didn't, we don't, we, I don't think we panic. Um, we just stay with it. And things don't go right all the time. That's the way the league is. And every you know, night in and night out, things don't go your way all the time. But you just got to keep battling. Would you rather have like? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Things went your way with the overturned goal. How much of a turning point was that for you guys? The, what, oh, the well, goal? it's a big. Yeah, it was. A, it was. It was good. I mean, that uh, gave us some life for sure. You know. Yeah. Would you like to win one? I don't know, four to one, five to two at some point. Yeah, I mean, I mean that. Um, it is what it is right now. So, you just you got to roll with it, and you got to deal with uh, what what's handed to you. You know you. You got to find different ways to win, and that's what we're doing. Uh, what What did Sean uh, Farrell see on the uh, on the coach's challenge? Well, I just I, I looked at it too, and I just thought that he was bumped. You know, when I looked at it, and you know, it was kind of a tight call. I thought that um, different circumstances at the time, maybe you know, you don't call it, but making you know the score you know, them going up by two i thought it was a good time just to challenge no matter what and then uh Boudreau gets the uh the bench minor i, I don't know if you you probably know it was the same referee that they gave you yours uh, a couple of weeks ago you better not talk to him then <laughs> i don't know what to tell you that's that's the lesson huh yeah well you don't really i mean yeah i mean i you know i i did it too and you just you're better off not saying anything. Thoughts on Jake's play and how how's he doing? The- well, I mean, he he battled tonight. Um, you know, he got a win, so that's that's what it's all about. Uh, doesn't matter how, but you know, um, you know, he got a win. Jake, he didn't like that second goal that he that he gave up, but uh, he's he, you, you got to play him right if he's here. He's got to get in games right and maybe knock some of the rust off. Yeah, I mean, we're going to need both goalies all year. You know, we know that. Um, same as last year. we got to use both guys. So, um, you know, we're was happy for him. He got the win. And, um, you know, the team, we got the win. And good team game tonight, I thought. Back-to-back games. Uh, fresh team here. I thought that I thought we had good energy all game. That Gunnarsson goal, that, uh, I guess you never expect them from him, but it seemed like it kind of gave you guys a little bit of an early lift. Yeah, huh? he was down low there battling, uh, you know, came in off of a, uh, an entry and, um, you know, he took it to the net and scored a goal. I, I thought that, um, you know, we took pucks to the net tonight and, you know, got a couple dirty goals out of it tonight, which was good. Good to see. Yes, indeed. It is very good to see the Blues take the puck to the net It's very good to see them bring the puck over the blue line. You guys know I can't stand it watching a Blues game, and nine times out of ten, they dump the puck in. This team is a better team when they are able to take the puck over the blue line. All the good teams in the NHL can do it. Do you have to dump it in sometimes? Sure you do. But you can't continue to make that a habit all the time, especially against a team with good defensemen and a good goaltender who can handle the puck. But in this instance, I thought the Blues played very, very well against the Wild. They get their second win in a week over the Wild. This was, in my mind, a tougher game than that first game against the Wild at Enterprise Center. The Blues have a couple days off. Their next game will not be until Tuesday night against Vancouver in Vancouver. So let's hope the Blues can continue this winning streak, 
Have a great West Coast road trip. There have been times in the past where the Blues have struggled on the West Coast, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.